0: on Prepping 2.0. Cover your assets. I just want you to understand what hyperinflation is and why it's not roaring now, but why most of the factors out there indicate that we're going to have big, fat, hairy hyperinflation. What does that mean to you as a prepper and how can you avoid it?
1: When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0. With authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1.
2: Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate.
1: Hello,
0: hello. Hey, everybody. We have a show that has been brewing for a number of years in our minds, and that is hyperinflation. How you can dodge it in this show, we're going to explain in very simple terms, no PhD needed, um, what hyperinflation is, how it takes off. And then here's the important part, because we're very practical on this show, specific things you, the listener, can do to avoid the worst effects of hyperinflation. Very practical suggestions.
2: How to prep for them is what you're saying. Eggs Oh, and that's what we do here at Prepping 2.0. So, before you dive into that, we have a few quick items. Top 100 things that go the quickest in a crisis or a collapse. We talk about it every week. Really fun one this week. <laughs> you can find this list on our website, prepping2-0.com, in the lower right-hand corner. This uh, put together by folks who survived the Bosnian collapse in the early 90s. Number seven. Yes. Guns, ammo, pepper spray. What?
0: Why would you need that?
2: Because of hyperinflation, actually. Ah. <laughs> right? And so it's funny, because we've gone through this list. Of, you know, this is now the second time. But we were talking, if I recall, back when we had this, the first time, it's like, yeah, get it now. Hurry up, because this yeah. is the, you would talk the about this golden, is golden age. The
0: golden age of guns and ammo. And I remember saying, this is like 2019, saying, guys, and by that I mean men and women, guns are never going to be more plentiful. They're never going to be more cheap or cheaper. Uh, English word would be cheaper. And uh, magazines and ammunition right now is the time to get it. Prices are doing nothing but going up. It's kind of interesting that we start off a show about hyperinflation with talking about guns. And everybody out there is like, geez, prices have gone up and availability has gone way down. And and we're going to expand on that. We're going to talk
2: about that quite a bit. So so. it won't
0: just be guns we're going to talk about. It's going to be everything else in life being more expensive under hyperinflation and being hard to get. And how you can cope with it, much like we just said, hey, get your stuff now while you still can, right? Exactly. Beautiful. You know, we didn't plan that segue, but that was a doggone good segue. I feel like we should give ourselves an award, a broadcasting award of some kind. No. No? Okay. Let's earn it. There
2: we go.
0: <laughs> well, hey, lurkers, come out of the shadows. What does that mean? That means there are a lot of you that listen on the regular show and on the YouTubes and all that other stuff. And you go, hey, what's this What's this whole after show all about? They t- keep saying it's it's a good idea to be a Patreon, and you get all this cool stuff like the after show and the video bonus shows and all this of stuff. What's all that about? Easy. Go ahead and find out. Click on, when you go to prepping2-0.com, click on the big red button orangish button that says become a Patreon and you can find out all about it. Enough said. No need to clog up this show with details about being a Patreon when you can just click and see it for
2: yourself. So we're going to jump into it in just a moment, but we always like to give super huge recognition to our sponsors. We love them. They make it possible. So, that, possible so that we can bring this to you all the time, makes it so that we can bring it to you in really good sounding quality. And and uh, yeah, so one thing we want to talk about is Jared Savick. He yeah. is our, a recent guest and now one of our sponsors. He and his wife are preppers and they uh, are realtors in the Kalispell, Montana area. And they have a really good idea what it makes t- what it takes to make a good, prepping property so whether you want turnkey or to build your own retreat they have properties in town out of town and way out of town so folks if you check them out first of all encourage you to do that and let them know that glenn and shelby sent you they've had some uh, quite a bit of of a
0: lot of you listening have called them and by the way it's not just kalispell you alluded to this about way Mm -hmm. out of town they can find you places in montana you know, anywhere in Montana, or or maybe even other states. I'm not gonna go ahead and volunteer that for them, but it's not just a Kalispell Bell thing; it's a Montana thing,
2: right? So yeah. So how you reach out to them is look them up on the internet. Uh, their website is Seize the Day Montana, Seize the Day mt.com or just Google it; you'll find it. And in that email that you sent to them, just say, yeah, Glenn and Shelby sent me, so that they yeah they're trying
0: to. So they love us.
2: Yeah, exactly. More than they already Absolutely. do. Absolutely. So what's <laughs> next here, Mr. Tate?
0: Well, I think we'll just. Jump right into yeah. the topic, and that is hyperinflation and what you can do about it. Okay, here's the thing: I, I said this earlier, and I mean this, you guys, and you know us because we're mm-hmm. we're very practical on this show. I'm going to go through what hyperinflation is and how it happens, but no PhD is required, and I promise you, I will hold your attention for the next few minutes. You will learn something, but here's the reason I'm going through all this. You need to understand how hyperinflation comes and what the signs are, because you need to know if you see the signs, you need to know it's coming. That's what we're all about here. This isn't the economics channel or anything else. So I'm going to go through it and um, you're going to be able to see the signs and that's going to be helpful. Well, we all know what inflation is, you know, stuff costs more. and, and, And the root of it, like boiling down inflation into one sentence is. When there's more money, more dollars injected into the economy, then there are goods to purchase. In other words, there's more money chasing fewer goods. Think about that. Um So prices go up. OK, we all and then hyperinflation is like inflation on steroids, hence the hyper part. And so inflation, you know, in in the U.S. right now, we're probably at like five to 10 percent real inflation. We'll get into why that two percent inflation rate that the government tells us is a big, bogus, fat lie. Mm -hmm. It's like five ish, whatever percent. Obviously, it's higher for some categories of stuff like building materials and guns, and it's lower for other stuff. But anyway, hyperinflation is like five or 10 percent. An hour, <laughs> no, not a year. I mean, it's like when, you know, the famous thing from Germany in the 20s where somebody had a wheelbarrow full of cash, went to buy some bread, left the wheelbarrow full of cash because they had hyperinflation going then, And thieves came and stole the wheelbarrow and left the cash because the cash was worthless.
2: Well, the most... Uh Recent example, I can think mm-hmm. of is Venezuela, well, yeah. when you mm-hmm. have a, a cu- cup of coffee cost $500 mm-hmm. or and the, and right now their their streets are litter littered with their cash because it's so valueless.
0: Yeah, it's litter. I mean, you know, yeah. a billion dollar Bolivar note, which is what they have there is like in the gutter and and nobody's picking it up. It's worth a penny. Yeah. And
2: U.S. dollars, right, Right. exactly.
0: Um, I'll briefly note something else that could happen to this country. I'm not going to talk about it much, but I want to distinguish it, and that's stagflation. What is stagflation? Is that when male deers,
2: bucks? stop, stop.
0: Stags? No, it is not. Stagflation is a terrible thing, and it could be coming here, but we're not going to focus on that today. Stagflation is when you have a stagnant economy. You know, people are out of work and nobody's buying and selling stuff yet. There's still high inflation, so your wages aren't going up, but prices are. We had a taste of that in the 1970s, and it was very unpleasant, so we're not talking about that today. Let's start off with the fact that the way the government measures inflation is a total and absolute joke. They call it the Consumer Price Index. The reason they toy with it and make it sound like inflation is low is, number one, politics. They don't want to look bad. Number two... Um, Social Security cost of living increases are based on the consumer price index. If the consumer price index and if if they say it's two point two percent, but their choice is two point two or two point three, that tenth of a percent is billions of dollars. Right. In Social Security, because. So that's why they keep it low. Here's the thing. Artificially. Artificially. The consumer price index, the idea was they would look at all the stuff that people need to buy and they would look at the prices and see if they go up. So far, so good. That makes a ton of sense. But then they started excluding stuff from this. They call it the basket of goods they look at. They started excluding it because the numbers weren't coming out the way they wanted because inflation was there. They don't include food and they don't include energy. Now, now who out there needs food and energy? Oh, that'd be everybody. So that isn't counted. Well, and
2: there's a couple other things that they include, too. Yeah. Uh, housing prices.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. With housing prices, they, they look at housing prices, but here's the thing. They don't count rent. They only look at the price of houses like buying and selling. And even that is all messed up. They've said that there's been. Here's all you need to know. The government says there has not been an increase in housing prices in the past 20 years. Are you kidding me? That's all you need to know. It's completely flawed. They um they also consider if stuff has upgrades and features that it, do, it does and it costs a lot more. They go, well, it doesn't cost more because you're getting more. An example, cars. They say that there's been no inflation in the price of new cars in 20 years. I don't know uh, if you know this. A new Jeep Grand Cherokee is $106,000. Pretty sure that 20 years ago, a Jeep. Of any kind was not $106,000. So you get the idea. It's completely goofed well, up. Well, and
2: it's, it's cooked books. It's, it's the cooked. government cooking the books to avoid the reality of the situation.
0: Exactly. So my point with all this is is you're out there and you, the listener, you're noticing prices are going up. And you hear on the radio, well, uh, consumer price index has been holding steady at 2.1%. Just understand, you're not crazy. The government's lying. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that applies to everything we talk about on the show. You're not crazy. The government's lying. Well, out there, everybody can know that we're seeing some inflation out there. Um, here's an example with the recent stimulus checks. The lines at all the marijuana shops in our state are longer and longer because, you know, people have stimulus money and they might as well buy some uh, buy some pot. Prices go up when you've got a long line of people and you're at the pot shop and you've got a long line of people that have tons and tons of money. Of course, prices are going to go up. Right. We see this, too, by the way, a tax refund time. When a lot of people go out and buy, you know, guns and ammo and stuff like that, maybe people don't rate and maybe the gun stores don't raise the prices, but there are no sales. Right. They're not discounting prices. So when there's more money, uh, prices are going to go up. Other examples that we're seeing now of inflation uh, not reflected in the consumer price index. Building materials, obviously. We've all seen it. I mean, there's some great memes out there. You know, we'll trade two sheets of plywood for a Ford (laughs) F-150. No lowball offers, please. I know the value I have with these two sheets of stuff. We've seen food prices go up quite a bit. Right Now, there are a lot of factors for this. It's not just inflation. Sometimes there's, you know... uh, a big flood or something like that. And those affect prices, too. And that's not what we're talking about. But we've seen food prices go up. One of the ways, you know, food prices are going up is they call it uh, shrinkflation, which means that, you know, a pound of whatever M&Ms used to be five bucks. And now it's 14 ounces and then it's 10 ounces for five bucks. So you see that kind of stuff, too. Obviously, guns and ammo prices have gone way up. Um, that's not just inflation. That's supply and demand. Physical gold and silver, not the paper thing, like the spot price, but like what it costs when you call Joe Jacquet at Patriot Trading Group, who's our buddy and we get no money from. And, you know, silver and gold coins, the prices are going up. Rent. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Rent is stupid high now. And it's it's huge. I mean, I I couldn't afford to rent um, places I used to live in. And of course, housing prices are are going up stupid high. So those are some examples of prices going up. Part of its inflation, part of its, you know, supply and demand on particular things like runs on guns and ammo. Why is this happening? There's more money in the system because the federal government keeps handing out checks and spending billions and trillions of dollars. And there's higher demand for stuff, higher demand for stuff, more money out there. Bam, prices go up. So I've described regular old garden variety inflation, and everybody, I think, has been kind of nodding along and going, yeah, I mean, I I get that. Well, that's different than hyperinflation. When we talk about hyperinflation and, you know, the prices of stuff going up every day, um, you're saying to yourself, Glenn, Shelby, come on, guys. I'm not seeing that going on. So are you guys on drugs? Answer, no, we are not on drugs. Here's some stuff about hyperinflation that we think is coming. We think it's coming. And to answer your question, listener, your very reasonable question, why isn't there roaring hyperinflation yet? There are five factors for that. But before we go into those five factors, I believe Shelby would like to tell you about some of our sponsors.
2: Absolutely, want to jump in there and let you know all about Numana Foods. Great folks over there. They specialize in freeze dried bulk, long term food preps. Uh, talk about talk about yeah. another one of those things that you want to get because Put your money into exactly. Um, they've because of the all of the COVID things in the last year. They've had to. They've they've had some shipping issues and they've had some supply issues. But uh, if you use the uh, coupon code PREP lowercase prep at checkout you get 10 percent off your order you can find them on our website at prepping two zero com under friends and affiliates great folks over there um and i wanted to say this too and um talking about this because anytime we have this topic we'll or talk about this prices going up or or not able to find meat or something like that we get somebody who will comment saying oh i can find yeah that prices aren't going up where i am <laughs> they're not the prices aren't going to jump by like dollars amount right. although i have seen a few times people on social media this last week in particular posting this particular building material mm-hmm. in particular building materials was let me i'm just going to make up a number $20 a month a month ago and they've got the screenshots to show it now it's 25 mm-hmm. so it's not going to be a we're not going to go from 20 to 100 because that would cause a panic but we're going to start and we already have, I'm going to say, seeing that inching up. Mm-hmm. and we're, feel, we're we're certainly already seeing that in fuel prices. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to continue the thought, but I'm like, I'm already seeing what you're talking about, Glenn.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. and when before I talk about these five factors, I want to let you know, I've sort of taught myself about economics and I want to let you know the source of my information because I think if you're if you're interested in this topic, you should listen to this. and that is Joe Ja Podcast, which is the Patriot Radio News Hour. Patriot Radio News Hour. It's on iTunes and stuff, and on the interwebs and all that other stuff. He goes through this stuff all the time. is very entertaining and is very informative. So, and he's we,
2: got a really awesome booming voice. He
0: has a very booming voice. <laughs> he sure does. Yes, he does. Joe, we know you're listening. We love your show. So, yes, we do. Why there is an hyperinflation? Five factors. First of all, industrial output. Here's the thing. If industrial output goes up, there's more goods. And if there's more money chasing it, well, it kind of cancels each other out because there's more stuff and there's more money. You're not going to get inflation. If output goes down, there's less stuff being chased around by the same amount of money. And you're going to have inflation go up. So now, yes. So
2: so quick question, just just for our listeners. Um, Industrial output. What are we talking about? There, Stuff
0: that we make, cars, refrigerators, um, whatever it is. Consumer goods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so now industrial output is pretty level. um, But when Biden further wrecks the economy, uh, regulations, Green New Deal, tax increases, those sorts of things, output's going to fall. We Mm -hmm. all know this. You know, factories are going to close up and all that other stuff, which means there'll be fewer goods being chased by an increased amount of money which means inflation will go up. Um, Number two is something everybody can relate to if you're employed. Um, Employment is a factor. When there's full employment, employees can bid up wages, right? You don't have to take lower wages. And when wages go up, prices go up, people have more money to spend on stuff. Well, that's okay because people are paying for stuff. Um, But when there's lower employment and employees can't bid up wages, wages go down, so prices go down. This lowers inflation. So low employment equals low inflation. High employment equals higher inflation. We're in a low employment era right now. I mean, look at all the insane, unnecessary wrecking of the economy with the COVID nonsense. So to be honest, this employment factor is kind of keeping inflation in check. It is not adding to the inflation problem. Um,
2: but that's one of the reasons why people are so concerned when you see our current president come in and wipe out. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of jobs. Um, for example, with the um, Excel pipeline, yeah. With the um, with and when you have something like that happen, you have now companies now transferring. I believe it was Ford Motor Company transferring yeah. jobs to Mexico. Mexico. And when you start seeing the, the lopping off of uh, thousands of jobs, that that then makes that employment factor more concerning. There
0: are bigger jumps exactly. now. Exactly. Lower employment is bad for a variety of reasons, but it doesn't lead to inflation, is my point. So I'm kind of given a fair analysis here, like here are the factors and and stuff like that. Here's what nobody is worried about. Um, Employment being way better, jobs being way better, wages going way up. Um, That's not going to happen while we have a socialist president. So anyway, that's kind of a neutral factor. The third factor is the big one, and this is the one everyone focuses on. And this is one everybody out there understands best, and that is the money supply. Trillions of dollars of stimulus checks and spending, government spending. Um, we all know about it. You know, the $1.9 trillion this time. There was, I don't know how many trillion last time. The Fed, the Federal Reserve, is making up money. By the way, you know how they create money at the Federal Reserve, and I'm not kidding. Um, clickety-clack on the keyboard. The Federal Reserve, quote, loans money to a bank or whatever, and that's how they make money with a keyboard. They make money by by like adding these these fake non-existent dollars to a giant bank's um, account. And then the bank loans it out or does whatever it does more on that in a moment. But so when we say the Federal Reserve, or the U.S. government is printing money, they're they're not printing it on a printing press. Here's another thing that happens with the money supply. The Federal Reserve will make up the money, like I just said, clickety-clack on the keyboard. And then um, the Federal Reserve will take the money that it just made up that doesn't really exist, and they will buy U.S. Treasury bonds. So they're basically giving the government money with a clickety-clack of the keyboard, and it's not real. So the money supply out there. Here's a figure for you guys, and I check this, and it's true. This will blow your mind. This is water cooler material. When you're at the water cooler at work or talking to family and friends, hit them with this statistic, this verified statistic. 40% of all U.S. dollars ever created were created in the last 12 months. I'm going to say that again. 40% of all U.S. dollars ever created in the history of the United States have been created in the last 12 months. That's a huge... Gushing, rushing, pumping infusion of of dollars into the economy. So, and it's gonna, it's not gonna stop. And we know that people expect their stimmy checks every couple months. So, yeah, this it's, is not... it's now
2: becoming your. Are you feeling that like I am? The whole people are expecting stimulus checks like they do their paychecks.
0: Right, right, exactly. Well, we have a couple minutes for the next break. I probably won't jump into the next one of the factors, but um, you can tell some folks about our sponsors.
2: Awesome. And what helps our show just just tick along really nicely because it charges me up um, every time I do a show. I
0: think I know what you're going to say.
2: Minutemen Coffee. Love those folks over there. Um, they specialize and they are the sole producers of our uh, coffee blend, the I Miss America blend. Again, check them out at our website, prepping2-0.com. Um, use the term I Miss America at checkout and get 15% off your order. Mm-hmm. And they have like a little membership club too where yeah. you can just kind of have your supply of coffee and we're on it because we have constant mm-hmm. supply of coffee which is wonderful yeah so check them out love minute men coffee great patriots over there
0: okay and do we have any other sponsors backwoods home yes we do backwoods home is a great sponsor it's a magazine a quarterly magazine and it uh, is great it has all kinds of good articles it's like a reference piece if you use the coupon code six off the digit six o f f you get $6 off the subscription, which I believe off the top of my head is $49 a year. So it's great. Oh my gosh, that's a great. Tell them what we do with Backwoods Homes. Oh, well
2: we get it, and we always get it right around the time when we're thinking about doing one of the projects or homesteading or, or prepping skills in there. And we keep it on our coffee table, and we reference it often.
0: Coffee. See, that's all you can talk about is coffee, coffee, coffee table all of that. EMP Shield is great. They make a device that hooks into whatever you want to pr- protect from an EMP. It could be your generator. It could be your house. It could be your car. And uh, if you use the coupon code. Uh,
2: Prepping 2.0. Yeah,
0: sorry about that. Prepping 2.0. Um, uh, by the way, I'm on chemotherapy and uh, sometimes my brain doesn't fire. So I'm quickly. here to help. That's right. You're, you're my non-chemo friend here. Um, you can get uh, a discount of that, fifty dollars off, and they're per
2: device. Per device, they're not just your order.
0: Two, three, four hundred dollars per device, depending on what it is. I'll so give you an idea about the scale of fifty dollars off, and that's good. And then our last sponsor is Katie Armor, C A T I. What does that stand for?
2: Come and take it.
0: Come and take it. That's Armor. kind of a big isn't, deal right now. Yeah, isn't that a good like name for a company? Yeah. If you use the uh, coupon code Grant. You'll get 10% off and you're going to want to get some body armor like now because with Biden in control, um, it's going to be gone pretty soon. So go to their website, katiearmor.com, coupon code grant, and you'll be squared away.
2: So we're going to cover when we come back from the break, really light topic, how this all relates to world reserve currency. Mm hmm. We will keep it easy. <laughs> I've never taken an economics class, and I'm getting all this, folks. And and Glenn is great at explaining all this. We have so much more to talk about. Don't go away.
1: More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com.
2: Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps.
0: Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new Mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available
2: new mana comes in family style portions and in bulk this is not backpacking food it's family meals that last for at least 25 years the perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering
0: you can get a sample of new mana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself you will be amazed
2: prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code prep
0: go to newmana.com or click the link on the prepping 2.0 website
2: Give it a try, Numana That is N U M A N N A dot com.
0: PrepperNet, where preppers unite.
1: Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell and Brian Duff. Our
2: team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com.
1: When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP shield. EMP Shield invented a simple-to-install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word.
0: Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the
1: coupon code GRANT. now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here over at Prepping 2.0. We're about ready to jump into, and Glenn's going to do it, and he's going to explain it really well. World reserve currency. How does this all relate to hyperinflation?
0: Yeah, it, uh, well, here's the thing. There's a high demand for U.S. dollars right now. And why is that? Well, because everything that's bought and sold, virtually everything in the world requires it to be bought and sold in US dollars. Classic example, you are in Italy and you wanna buy some oranges from some other country. Uh, You don't just send them Italian lira. No, you have to use dollars for the transaction. So everybody in the world needs dollars and there's only one place to get them and that would be here. So there's artificially high demand. If everybody in the world needs something, you kind of have everybody by the short hairs, if you know what I'm talking about. So there's a really high demand for U.S. dollars solely because most of the commerce in the world is done in dollars. Well, guess what, folks? That's falling off. Yes. We are losing our monopoly on being the world reserve currency. Uh, in fact, here are two factors that show that, in fact... The Chinese, of all countries, um, a lot of people in the world, and by people I mean companies and countries and stuff, are starting to buy and sell stuff in Chinese currency. Why is that? Because they want to be buddies with China. In some cases, China has an enormous navy <laughs> that could invade them at any time. So, I mean, everybody in the world, except for us, wants to be friends with China, so they're starting to use Chinese money. It's now, I've seen a figure of 5% of, of world trade is now done in Chinese currency. I've seen it creeps up a percentage point or so a year. These are gradual things. But over time, the United States is losing its monopoly on being the currency you got to have. Another indicator of that is the US, um, By <laughs> this is crazy, our, our deficits are so huge. Every day, this is this going to shock you. Every day, the United States has to borrow uh, billions of dollars, and most days, tens of billions of dollars. Um, Friday, there was an auction for sixty-eight billion dollars in U.S. debt. That was the afternoon auction. I don't know what the morning auction was, but it was tens of billions of dollars. So you got to keep rolling these things over. You know what I mean? It's like credit cards. You got to keep rolling it over. Well, the amount of money the U.S. has to pay people to buy our debt, that is the amount of money, the interest rate that we have to basically bribe people to to take our debt, keeps going up, and that's a big problem. You know why? Every little percentage point that it costs us more in interest to finance this stuff is hundreds of billions of dollars a year extra that we have to pay. And it means like every time it goes up some teeny little fraction, that's like an aircraft carrier and Mm -hmm. goes up another teeny little fraction. That's like the Park Service budget. You know what I'm saying? So it's really a big problem when the interest rates we have to pay, that is the price we have to pay for people to take our debt. Um, The bond auctions that the U.S. is is going through right now. It's getting scary. It's it it, at some point in the near future, there's going to be a bond auction. Let's just say like Fridays for. Eight sixty-seven billion dollars, or whatever, and we're not going to be able to sell it all, and that's going to be a huge mm-hmm. problem because America has to have other people buying this debt, or like checks start bouncing. This is a huge problem. It's a
2: big deal. It's yeah. a big
0: deal. So um, that's what we have going for us now is that we're the world reserve currency, which means our money's worth more, which means prices are less. Um, that's ending and soon will end. By the way, this is one of those things, we've been talking about gradualism, and that's probably the way this goes. Us suddenly not being the world reserve currency is one of those catastrophic immediate things that actually could happen. I mean, it could happen like one day, um, the European Union could say, yeah, we're gonna quit buying dollars, and we're gonna quit using dollars like starting Tuesday. I mean, that could happen, I'm not saying it's gonna, Again, the beginning of the show, we said, "Hey, we're trying to explain this topic, so you can be looking for signs out there and knowing if stuff's going to happen." So that's why we want you to know a little about this, so you can know what's going to happen and see the signs. The fifth, go ahead, dear. So
2: let me ask this question because I want to bring it around to you and I, the the our fans, our listeners. When that happens, when what you're saying, the world reserve currency does what it does, what does that do to our everyday life? I'm gonna we're, okay. we're
0: going to get to that. There's a fifth factor that okay, we sorry, skipped sorry. over. But that's the whole point of the show, by the way, is in a minute or two, we're going to get to the point about how you can, how this affects you and how you can avoid a lot of these consequences. So the fifth factor that leads to inflation and it's a weird term and I never really understood it, but now I do, and I hopefully, I, I think I can explain it. Good. The velocity of money, whoa, that's weird. Velocity of money, here's what that means. If money is changing hands often, and that means lots of people are buying and selling stuff, then inflation goes up because there's more money in circulation, it's moving around faster, there's more money chasing the same amount of goods. Now, if people are just keeping money in a bank account but not buying stuff, that is, there's not as much money in circulation chasing stuff because it's sitting in a bank account. It's like zeros and ones in a bank account. Well, there's no inflationary effect. So if here's an example. If the Federal Reserve sent a billion, million, trillion, septillion dollars, that's a big number, um, to the big banks, but the big banks just held it in their accounts and never, like, loaned it out or spent it or anything, there wouldn't be any inflationary effect because there's just, like, zeros and ones in a bank account, big whoop. It's not like everybody has a $10,000 bill like to go out and buy potato chips with because then pretty soon potato chips are 5000 bucks a bag. So the velocity of money, here's why this matters and here's why we're not seeing hyperinflation right now. Um, the velocity of money is low because, as I mentioned, the Federal Reserve is sending tons, stupid amounts of fake money to these banks. The banks aren't loaning it. You know why they're not loaning it? Because they don't think they'll get paid back. Why? Because the economy is in shambles. Why? Because we elected a socialist. So the banks are holding on to this money and it's not moving around. There's low velocity of money, which is why you can have 40% of all U.S. dollars ever created being done in the last 12 months. And there's not 40% inflation the next day so that's why
2: let me clarify a term that you you've said now a couple times forty percent of US dollars have been created in the last 12 months when we when you say that you're saying they have been created by the federal government just inserting dollars into they have not been created by our economy correct and that's what you want you want Absolutely. that more you want that when you said them like no our economy isn't that oh, good. Yeah. When our economy is creating wealth and creating dollars that's what you want. You don't want just to keep printing bills and and shoving it into the economy. That's okay. That's
0: precisely right. It's just the number of dollars that have been clickety clack on the yeah. keyboard created. Mm-hmm. I wish that the economy oh had gosh. grown 40% We'd in that. And 12 that's what
2: months. Trump was going for actually. yeah,
0: yeah he was Yeah, he was at a clip, 40 percent, but I mean, he was he was moving pretty well at that. So those are factors. And I just want you to understand what hyperinflation is and why it's not roaring now, but why most of the indicators, but not all, most of the factors out there indicate that we're going to have big, fat, hairy hyperinflation. And now we get to the important point. Of what does massive increases in prices? What does that mean to you as a prepper, and how can you avoid it?
2: So, and so, let me just stop for a moment. Um, we we've all we all most of us experienced the housing bubble of two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and let's recap that because I think what we're about to see, and and all indicators are that's what's, all the indicators indicate. This is what we're headed towards, mm-hmm. and that's what all the experts are saying. That's what Joe Jaquin is saying. Um, who we rely on for so much Mm of our information because he's awesome. Um, But this is going to be 2008 in multiple industries, multiple places, not just the housing market. So it's that whole bubble effect. You have this huge inflation of prices, and then there's this crash.
0: Exactly. And people don't have money saved up. They don't have high wages. They don't have much money, but everything costs a lot. Stuff you need, gasoline, food all of these other things. And that's exactly what the problem is. And so I would suggest to folks, they listen to our recent show where we had on as our guest, Fairfall, who has uh, lived through Argentina in 2001 when they had legit, horrible, awful hyperinflation. He describes how people dealt with it. And my favorite story from, from that episode is where he described being at a hardware store. He was getting a hammer or whatever. And um, as he was at the store and a, I don't know, some time passed, a few minutes. Um, the clerks, just back in the days before they had like everything was electronic, they had like actual price tags and stickers and stuff. Mm-hmm. The clerk was going around throughout the store and constantly adding new tags with higher prices. The prices were always going up. The only thing that slowed down the prices from going up was the amount of time it took to print up the stickers or the price tags and the amount of time it took the clerk to walk around and put the new stickers on. That's what we're talking about.
2: So what, for everything, what, including hammers. And what I predict happening is if we get to that point, God help us. You will be standing there, I don't know, at a hardware store, and you'll see a hammer for, let's just say, $10. And it, that's what it will say. You, By the time you go up front and they scan that barcode, because they can do it with that clickety-clack exactly. of a computer, it'll be $15. Yep. Right. They don't. There won't even be tags on the shelves. Nope. Or there will be digital ones, and you'll literally hmm. s- see it just clicking up. You see that sometimes, or you see a digital on a on, on a shelf and not very often mm-hmm. but yeah I, I can totally see that absolutely
0: yeah and one of the things that fairfall mentioned and this is a good sort of entree into the topic of yes. what preppers can do about it and what the listener can do about it he said with the hammer example that pretty soon the hammers were gone right and There were nails, he mentioned. And he said the nails weren't selling for whatever reason. I guess people didn't need that many nails. Well,
2: they needed a hammer.
0: Right. They needed a hammer, but the nails weren't selling. People started figuring out that since prices were going up, they needed to buy stuff just to buy it, even if they didn't need it. Now, it's it's obvious that people are going to buy gas and food as quickly as they can. They're going to get paid and like run out to the store. And and there's a lot of buying during inflation. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of buying problem is you get less and less for the amount of money you had. He said it got weird because people would buy things they didn't need because they knew that if they got it at a lower price, because the price would be double tomorrow, that somebody's going to need nails, and they then would have the nails, and they could then trade, Mm -hmm. like use gold or silver or U.S. dollars or ammo or whatever it may be. They could trade. So he said one thing that happens is people are just buying – just goofy stuff they don't need, he said that, uh, you know, somebody he knew had like a garage full of nails, like for no reason except, well, these are these are things I can trade. So that's just to give you a flavor of what the problem
2: is. Well, and the other example I remember him talking about was, oh, and, and you could work. I mean, you could, you know, you could find a really good job or you'd make, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a month and you were thankful. I'm like, but the problem was, is that a hammer is $500. Mm-hmm. That's the and and so that may is a good example. If you have what you need, if you're prepped and have what you need and you're not having to take your hard-earned dollars that you've actually earned and that you're getting in your paycheck and have to go out and spend them in that crazy market, you're better off and we'll get into that some more here. But anyway, keep going. I'm yeah. following along here. So,
0: one of the things, the biggest thing actually, when it comes to how you can avoid the worst effects of inflation and hyperinflation, It is to buy hard assets, buy stuff, stuff, especially stuff that's useful to people. Um, uh, And so and and this is prepping, you guys. Not only is prepping about having the stuff when maybe it's not available because take gasoline, you store some gasoline um, and uh, the refineries are shut down because there's riots. Well, okay, there's not a lot of gas in inflation fighting is a second reason to do that. Maybe there is gas, but it goes up a dollar a gallon every day and you still have it. So hard assets, excuse me, things would be, number one comes to mind is food. Yes, food is a hard asset. You probably don't think of food as an asset. When you think of assets, you think of like 401Ks or something like that. Anything that's not real, that is on paper, that is is dependent on zeros and ones and the government not changing the laws, don't do any of that stuff. I mean, if there's like some 401k that promises you 10% return a month, don't do that because you're probably going to have 15% a month inflation. So hard assets, food, can't stress it enough. Mm-hmm. You got to eat it. It's probably the most practical thing. Um, other things that are like prepper items that you should be buying anyway and having anyway. By the way, if you already have them, maybe buy more of these right before the mm-hmm. prices go crazy. I think water treatment stuff, Berkey filter filters, Sawyer filters, water treatment stuff. That stuff's going to be golden. Um, guns and ammo is is just a given because, I mean, come on, I mean, you need that for a variety of reasons. Um, other prepper things. Um, what are some other? Well, prepper I was things? just going
2: to say one of the things that's kind of we've the the, the golden age is past is ammo. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and let's give this example. We've already put it out there. Um, where we're moving we're moving to Montana we said that in our last Mm -hmm. episode Um, we recently yay we recently took a trip to Montana and uh, we're shocked that you can find ammo yeah and now that we, we've heard from friends in the area, that's no longer there. Mm-hmm. No longer available, Oof. poof, gone. And that that's I predict that's just going to continue to get worse and worse. So that's a good example of what we're talking about. Yeah, buy it, it now when you can.
0: The ammo thing, I'm glad you brought that up because once again, an unplanned, perfect segue mm-hmm. into the next point that I have um, to make. And that is lose your normalcy bias. Mm. Here's what I mean. Nor- Normality bias is... I'm going to go back to in the magical time machine, do, 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 mm-hmm. magical time machine, a 2019, a nine millimeter ammunition is 15 cents a round roughly. And I remember thinking 15 cents a round. Okay. That's pretty cool. I've told this story before and, and people in the comments always laugh at me. I remember in 2019 thinking, you know, I'd kind of like to see that price closer to 10 cents a round. If it gets to 10 cents a round, I'll probably buy some. Oh, how silly I was. I should have bought all I could at $0.15 cents a round. What was that whole $0.15 cents a round seems kind of high. I'm waiting for 10 mm. What's that normalcy bias? I expected things to be that inexpensive and that plentiful, and so I didn't act. With ammo prices, if somebody said right now, $0.50 cents a round for 9 millimeter, don't be the one who says, Bye, Cracky. That's crazy. Back yes. in my day, we used to spend 15 cents around. I'm not spending 50 cents around. Don't be that guy or woman. Don't be that person because you have to lose your normalcy bias. And that's one of the things Fairfall, um, when he came on the show, he hammered. He said, you have to think a whole different way. For decades, you've been thinking prices are stable. I'll buy things on sale. I'm not going to get gouged. You just, you, you are used to money meaning a particular thing. And then overnight, sometimes money is, is an entirely different thing. You have to lose your normalcy bias. Don't say, Oh, I'm going to put my money in a 401k. I'm not going to buy ammo. Nope. Stop. Hard stop. Time yeah. out buy the ammo at 50 cents around because three weeks from now it's gonna be 75 and a month from now it's gonna be a buck 10 around and you see where we're going with this because wealth in one of these crazy economies going through hyperinflation. What is wealth? It's having stuff. Yes. It's having hard assets that you're gonna use. It's not having a 401k that has a, a bunch of numbers on a statement that comes out every month. That's not real. It's not real now. And it's especially not real during hyperinflation. So you're going to want to have stuff that you use. Other things, um, vehicles, things like that. Um, Here's a big one. And you were just talking about Mm -hmm. Montana. Land. Land. Now is the time to get property because it's only going to go up. Right. Now this, like
2: I said, the the housing bubble, we're uh-huh. about to not only see a housing bubble, we're about to see everything bubble. Right.
0: right. And and property is something that, you know, don't buy it at super high prices. And now it's probably a bad example, actually, with land because prices are pretty high. But put your money in stuff. Um, and and I can't stress that enough. I mean, I've, I've made it clear that it's whatever you need, whatever is going to be good and breaking your normalcy bias. Here's another Way that normalcy bias can bite you in the behind when it comes to hyperinflation. A lot of people um, have been sort of raised with the American dream, and this made sense before we entered into these times. That you you want to be as debt free as possible, and that usually means um, pay off your home loan if you can. You always want to pay off your home loan because there's a lot of interest, and the quicker you pay it. The less interest you pay, all of which is true and probably in the current setting is probably still a good idea. Let's say you have a home mortgage at some ridiculously low interest rate like we have now. Let's say it's two and a half percent. Just making that number up. If if inflation is two and a half percent a month and you're paying two and a half percent per year. Why in the world would you pay that off? You should take that money that Mm -hmm. you were going to spend because the reason to pay off a home mortgage for most people is to feel good that they don't have debt, not having debt and feeling good about it is a good thing. I'm not saying it isn't when it comes to ridiculously low interest rates, like most people are paying on their homes, you're out of your mind to spend money on that let it let it go at two and a half percent pretty soon the mortgage payment a year later the mortgage payment that was such a bummer the year before is going to be you know buying you a hammer and some nails and a cup of coffee right because it's all inflated dollars you're paying the money back with so great example of losing normalcy bias what makes sense in peacetime, doesn't make sense in hyperinflation time so you have to do that
2: but totally and so uh, just to add to that too um think about what we've talked about this whole year it's kind of our running theme through 20 uh, shows 2021 i almost said 2020 Uh oh my gosh no 2020 is in the past we've talked to several of you several of you have messaged us um we know many of you are moving yeah but as you just think about that and if you're still kind of on the fence about moving when do we predict and i agree with your prediction when do we predict this bubble's going to burst on property values. and Because we've been talking about that a lot, and I just want to add that thought to this process. My
0: best guess, and I always say this, my (laughs) track record on timing is exactly 0%. I've been wrong, because I think all this stuff's going to happen sooner than it does. And so, please factor that in. Um, I and a bunch of other people think that this all comes crashing down, the economy, bubbles burst, and hyperinflation, and all the badness, probably about spring of 2022. So approximately a year from when we are are um are recording this, and the reason is, first of all, we know that there's tons of debt and stupid stuff and well, dumb public policy. all the things we have just talked
2: about. This is inserting of money, uh, unvalued money into the economy.
0: So the reason we've got about a year before all this happens is in this year or so, um, the stock market's going to go up. Why? Oh, you know because tons of money's being pumped in the economy. There's going to be like, oh, the growth rate, you know, it's like 5% growth in the economy. Yeah. And we added 10% of the economy's value in made up money. So you add 10% and you only have 5% out of it and you're happy. That's a huge That's loss crazy. rate, right? So there's going to be fake. Here's what it is. Fake prosperity yes. because of fake money. And it's only going to last so long. And when it stops, it's going to stop hard. And one thing, too, to note, this isn't just an economics thing. Obviously, it's a prepping thing. When it falls hard, let's say in a year, and people have lost everything because they've been going along with the whole, hey, stock market went up, you know, so much, and I got all this money. I'm going to go spend it. I'm going to go on this big vacation and stuff. When they when they have all their savings and all their financial future, just like poof, it's like a hammer blow to the lips. They're like, oh, my goodness, what just happened? Yeah. They're going to be mad. And what happens when a lot of people are mad and desperate and there's someone who can really clearly, objectively, easily blame, and that would be the politicians who did this and the banks, um, people increasing numbers are going to be mad and they're going to be can I'm just going to say it. They're going to be out for blood. Mm-hmm. There's going to be really, really bad populism and calls for violence and bad, nasty, unstable horrible social unrest political unrest economic unrest this is why we prep you guys this is why we
1: prep
2: well and let me throw this in here too the we have a current president who is pushing these pushing this this social and and it's there's no he's not even trying to hide it he and his handlers are not even trying to hide it pushing a hard socialist agenda faster than we've ever seen anybody previously try to hide doing it (laughs) he is doing it faster and quicker and that i also think is a factor we need to consider this whereas before it's kind we have felt the slow collapse coming and it's come and it's when we're in it and we have felt it COVID brought it in a little faster and uh, now we have this ship that's run aground in the suez canal we haven't talked much about that but that's definitely affecting 12 percent of the world economy and then we also have uh the The pushing of socialism. So
0: you know, I want to. I want to. You, you bring up a good point, and and we have about a minute or so before we go into the after show, where we're going to tell Patreons something cool about yes. how they can rent the real cabin from the 299 days Bucks. Well, give
2: an update on that too. Give
0: an update on that. Um, you mentioned the Suez Canal ship grounding, and that's yet another factor. That's like a the wild card. That's like a a variable that's sprinkled in here. There could be disruptions in supply. And boy, is that a big one, by the way. And there can be disruptions in price, you know, like an oil refinery blows up and gas costs more money and stuff like that. Those are just added. Those are just sprinkled. Those are like additional crazy things that can happen and
2: And disrupt the whole economy, the whole boat.
0: And which then disrupts availability, which disrupts prices, which is yet another reason to be prepared because you can weather these things out. Because you've got the stuff. We haven't even talked about skills. That's not a money thing. Please don't just buy stuff, get Mm -hmm. skills. But we've heard us talk about that. If you've got the stuff in advance because you planned, because you didn't listen to everybody else that told you to just, you know, spend money like crazy and not save you're way better off. So go ahead and take us out.
2: So folks, um, join us in the after show. We have a whole lot of cool things to talk about, but we always like to leave you on this positive note from Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone.
1: You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com.